0: Do you think Ray Cyrus, Keith, Urban, and Nirvana are all the same person?
1: Yes. Welcome to Scenecast, the first episode of 2017. Already off to an interesting start to this year. Um, Not just musically, but in other areas. Uh, This episode will be centered on the growing trend within music commentary of discussing formative albums... The formative stretch being somewhere around 14 through 18, awkward high school years. The special albums that got you through them all. Um, we each take a turn discussing some of our favorite albums, and Aaron is elected to go first. Our glorious leader. Yeah. Um, take the lead here, Aaron.
2: <laughs> hey guys. Um. My name is Aaron, and. When I was 13, I solely listened to Coldplay. Um, there's a story behind it, and it was all about a boy. So in eighth grade, this guy who was the cool, he wasn't cool, but I don't know. I thought he was funny because he used to write these quotes on a kid's binder in class. And they were like kind of like love quotes, but not really just like out of context. It was like weird poems. And it was just like a very quirky thing to be doing. And then one day I re- recognized one of these quotes and looked up the lyrics to Green Eyes by Coldplay, and it was from that. And then I wrote, like, looked up all of the quotes he had written, and they're all just from Coldplay songs. So what did I do? I didn't like call him out for showing, like, for just stealing Coldplay's intellectual property and writing it down for 8th grade <clears throat> Um Credibility, I don't know, yeah. popularity. Um, instead, I just decided I would listen to Coldplay incessantly until I really, really liked it so that this guy would maybe like me. Um, what
0: era Coldplay was that? Like,
2: It was Viva La Vida. Oh, okay. So that's where this is going. Formative album, Viva La Vida. Um, I definitely listened to all of them, but Viva La Vida came out in 2008, which is when I was in eighth grade. Um, so after having listened to like... The past albums, I was super excited to be, like, on the cutting edge of Coldplay and listening to this music. I also really wanted to go to the concert, but it was, like, my eighth grade graduation, and I was giving a speech at the graduation, so my mom wouldn't let me skip. Um,
3: (laughs) Overachiever. Yeah. Nerd.
2: Yeah, thanks guys This is why I didn't ever get the boy And the boy ultimately ended up dating my best friend But it's okay um, They only dated for a week
3: <laughs> Does that count?
2: I don't no, know no. Yes, it did It did very much did count back then Did um,
0: they make Facebook official during that like week? Or? We,
2: I did not, not have a Facebook existed. until high school That would be my Facebook I didn't have a Facebook in 8th grade So it could have been day, And I would just not one have MySpace known friends.
0: Yeah.
4: Um. God,
0: How old are you? MySpace
4: number one friends. I never had MySpace. Speaking of, there are MySpace songs from those formative years. But
2: yeah, so I'm going to play a song off of Viva la Vida and. Ooh, I was going to play a song off of Viva la Vida until the Wi Fi went out, so now I'm going to stall and talk about the second formative album because I get time to now, which is um, Metals by Feist. Did anyone else? Was anyone else in that. Feist? I guess I just like, like that. I, yeah, mashaboom. Yeah, mashaboom. That's a different
1: album, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a different yeah, I'm album.
2: Sure it is. Um, but one, two, three, four, which was also like a previ- an album before Metals, um I saw that like music video with my dad, and my dad was like as I've discussed in previous podcasts, like formed my music taste. Um, and I remember seeing the video and he- hearing the song being like, that's cool, right, Dad? And my dad was like, yes. So it was kind of me. <laughs> it was like me making headway into what I liked myself. Um, and also, I can really see that reflected in what I like today, of just like kind of girl, like sweet pop, kind of like experimental sound. It was experimental when it came out in like 2011. Um, and I bought it at Target and listened to it all the time. But... Yeah, so I'm gonna play a song off Vila, Viva La Vida. I'm gonna play. Ooh, I'm gonna play Violet Hill. So here we go. Here's a little cold play for your day.
3: Was a long and dark December. From the
1: rooftops I remember, there was snow.
2: Um, yeah, so that was Coldplay, uh, and that was my 13-year-old self, kind of angsty, but also just trying to get a get a boy to like me.
1: Very, very nice. We collectively, I I, I think Coldplay is a good formative band, okay. a a step towards other interesting sounds. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a stepping off point. Now I want to hear what. Mr. Adrian's got for us his formative album. Oh no!
3: Okay, I guess that means it's my turn. So I'm Adrian. And um, my formative album... Well, I think I need to give a little bit of background about myself, um, just briefly. So I'm from Colombia, uh, for those who know me or don't. And um, in Colombia, as I was, you know, growing up, pretty much most of what everyone else was listening to was reggaeton or something called ballenato, which is... It's like um, accordion music. It's Think about just like... I don't know, some traditional world music, basically. I, you know, all of that I thought was really boring. Now it's not that bad, although I still really dislike reggaeton. But, point is, um, that was really all I was exposed to. My dad, meanwhile, was just listening to, like, gregorian chants and stuff like that so um so i you know i wasn't exposed to you know traditional you know like rock music or you know i a lot of my friends oh you know i listen to the doors because of my parents and no none of that for me um but i did have a friend who listened to a lot of techno and so he exposed me to he exposed me to um armin van buren dj tiesto etc cetera, etc cetera. but then and so I was I was really into that kind of thing. So that was kind of my comfort zone, um, electronic music. And then we together discovered someone by the name of
1: Skrillex.
2: Heyo. Yes. Yes.
1: And uh, the album oh, was from first to last fame. What's that? His original or er, like angsty band is called from first oh, to last. Oh, right, yeah. right, correct. New single out by the way. Right. So, no way. Yeah. Wow.
0: (laughs) They got in trouble for the album artwork, too. Someone got really upset about it because it copied someone else. Really? Yeah.
3: Well, I don't know about that. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so he he originally was in some sort of emo metal punky band, um, and then he went on to do some solo work, and he decided to go into electronics. And what he did was that he combined the harsh, um, you know, guitar work of... um, I guess you could you could even call it breakcore. I think is what what they call that. I'm, mm. sure, I'm not sure exactly, but um, of what he did previously with um, you know he combined it with more synthetic sounds, and what he got was something that I mean changed everything. I mean I, I believe in in the U S. Skrillex became pretty popular, right? Oh, you know yeah. it, was, it was like, but see in Colombia no one i mean i was the one freak well me and my friend the one the two freaks who were listening to that kind of thing everyone else thought we were complete rando crazy people so um that was formative for me because now i really really dislike um a lot of popular electronic music to be completely frank um so it wasn't that it it wasn't that um, a love of electronic music necessarily blossom, but rather a love for something that's completely different from anything that we've ever listened to before. And at that time, Skrillex was just that. So I don't know if we're going to have a chance to to preview something. I mean, everyone's kind of listened to it. So um,
2: uh, I want to. Which one?
3: Why don't you play Cat Rats? Just like the two animals. God,
2: that stuff was like <laughs> okay. our
0: jam across country when we would like stop running and smoke in the woods.
2: Did anyone have the just dance where they had bangarang by Skrillex on the like Wii? It's like that Wii game where you no, like dance to it.
3: How do you even dance to it? I had
2: bangerang by there was like bangarang <laughs> on there by Skrillex and that was like my best song. Like I oh. always had the high score. And that was like what I would do with friends in high
3: school. You know, for what so. it's worth, I actually feel very validated because as I'm saying, like everyone like no one got it, so to speak, in Colombia. Like everyone was so confused as why yeah. I was listening to this so
1: Skrillex is a pretty like enigmatic figure in music in like any popular sphere, I feel like. Like I feel mm-hmm. like even today, like in the US, even though he was so big, like looking back, it doesn't seem like, like But everyone like, knows about it is oh, what yeah. I mean. But I think it's also it's it's almost like a there's like like the whole dubstep thing. He sort of ushered it in and sort mm-hmm. of still looked as like kind of a uh, almost like an ironic appreciation for that genre
3: Yeah, well, and, and I want to defend Skrillex here Because I don't really uh, like much of uh, the dubstep that's flourished after him But for what it's worth, I really do still maintain As someone who is a fan of lots of different kind of music, etc, etc I can say I want to defend him a little bit Like, he is not as bad as people really make him up to be nah. um, Because I think he's a little bit vilified now right. But anyway, yeah, that, that's all nice right from me
2: Here we go, from Coldplay to Skrillex you're Getting it all today.
1: We're going from Coldplay to Skrillex And now the only person that can follow it up is Mr. Mike Donovan Take the mic What up everybody, I'm Mike, the resident young buck
2: Mike is on Uh. the mic
1: that's true.
5: That's right. Hey. Uh, when, when I was growing up, I was at a uh, all-boys Catholic school, like so many people here. Shout out.
4: <laughs> you know. Not
5: <laughs> I. Hockey player, lacrosse player, the works. And if I had to say, this isn't my formative song, but if there's a song that describes that whole culture, it would be uh, Centipede by Knife Party. Oh, my God. Yeah, you remember God. that? Like, we'd go into our hockey locker room, turn off all the lights, and play that song. <laughs> and then this one kid, Joey Garb, who we called the Basilisk, would just go around and try to kill people. Yeah. And we'd the all basilisk. hide. Was this, <laughs> was this high
3: school?
5: This was high school. This was high school hockey. Anyways, in that culture, uh, I was kind of the resident hipster, that one nerd that actually, like, enjoyed his English classes and stuff. Yeah. So... I would go and I wouldn't tell anybody, but I'd just meander around my dad's iTunes playlist and stuff, and pretend like it was my own discoveries. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's where I first found the replacements. You gotta get it
1: somewhere. You gotta yeah. get
5: it somewhere. That's where I first found the replacements. These uh, hard drinking dudes from Minnesota. And
0: wait, oh god, that's not fair. Your formative album was cool. That's not that's
5: yeah. not well, fair. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, hootenanny. That's where. Yeah, color me impressed. Great song. Uh, anyways, I start I started digging around their discography and I found uh, Let It Be, which was like their Hallmark album when they their last independent album. And their bassist at the time, Tommy Stinson, was sixteen years old. And I was like fourteen, fifteen, so I'm like, That's it. I wanna I wanna be like this guy, even though I was this upstanding kid who went to Catholic school and all that and Tommy Stinson wasn't banned since he was like twelve, going to bars or something. But I really wanted to connect with that desperately, and there was this one song, uh, 16 Blue, off the B-side, which just knocked my socks off.
2: (laughs) And that's when we would play the song, if I had (laughs) quicker.
1: Quick Fingers McGee over here is getting it up. Here we go. Transitioning from, now we've already had Coldplay, Skrillex, The Replacements, and now we have Kelly McGarry. Those are all
4: very different, too. I like it. It's great. Okay, so I don't even know how to dive into this because I just have so many emotions about this time in my life. I guess that's why it's called Formative Albums. Um, so the member berries are real today. Uh, like Aaron, a formative year in my life was 2008, um... And I think we see that a lot with the people in our class with um, more popular music, like playing songs like, um, like you know, like the Get Low and what's the Chris Brown Forever mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. dance floor one. Like we always play pop songs from that era. Is it the Gypsy Tipsy?
2: Uh, interlude at Finney's, is that around? I feel like that must have been around 2008. I don't know what that means. The mm. song Gypsy and the song Tipsy, they always play them one after another at oh. Finney's.
4: Oh. Yeah, that seems like it would be around that time when mm. before i had ever been tipsy.
1: Cool. Like, that's like Fergie's breaking out in her own London Bridge, oh. hot, oh. promiscuous oh. girl, Shakira.
4: Nelly Furtado. <laughs>
1: Nelly, F- oh, so many
2: great Honestly, I have no pop. idea if that was
4: 2008, I'm just throwing
2: out. Yeah. Well,
4: lucky for me and who I am as a person. None of those albums I would call my formative albums. My formative album is Appeal to Reason by Rise Against. Um <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wait,
3: can you describe that? I, I, this sounds familiar.
4: Um, it's like punk. It's, um, okay. Savior was the big hit off of it. Um, so I, I have very strong memories of when Savior came out. It came out on our local alternative station, which has since passed rip um, it was called Q101 I listened to it all the time it it was like the such a huge influence and then it ended up um, it was like my childhood ended on the day that it ended because it was also coincidentally the day that the last Harry Potter movie came out
3: Ooh, um, that the radio station closed?
4: I dressed up yeah. as Neville Longbottom for it's, that <laughs> <it's> <laughs> a big day, Aaron with Neville <laughs> nothing will ever be the same <laughs> Um, so, Savior was out on the radio, but to get to the rest of the album, I hit up LimeWire, um, got that whole album down, and was just obsessive about it. I ended up also listening to their discography before that. Um, the Sufferer and the Witness was another favorite. I just remember the song off that, Prayer of the Refugee, being one of the most still, even to this day, I've seen much more acclaimed artists play. It's, like, one of my favorite songs I've ever seen live. Um, I actually got to, as, at that young and, like, exciting age when everything is just, you're just, like, so energetic and everything's just so incredible when you go to concerts. Um, I was able to see you guys against a few times, the most memorable being at, um, Milwaukee Summerfest. And I was in the front row and, um, I remember the lead singer coming up to the front row, standing up on the guardrail, and reaching out his hand Whoa. and <laughs> putting down the mic. And I think it I, it might not have been during Prayer of the Refugee because I all the songs are equally as exciting to me, but I just remember yelling into his microphone, and it was just like the best moment. So yes. I don't know, to reason it was.
3: What did you yell? The lyrics to the song. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought it was during, yeah, like, was like, an interlude or something and you yelled, like, I love you or something, like, I when I yelled, I love you, Jeff Magnum. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing's so
4: riveting. Wait.
2: Well. Oh. I'm <laughs> waiting. Oh, to speak, o- to speak about, like, teenage girls being so excited about concerts, I forgot that i didn't get to see coldplay in eighth grade but i did get to see them like my junior year of high school Uh, by that point i was kind of over them i thought until i went to this concert and just cried a, a lot and also was like the youngest person there and so like you know at stadium concerts sometimes like the artist will play in like a random section
4: oh yeah Yeah, Coldplay would do that. Yeah, so Coldplay did that.
3: What do you mean, what do you mean? So they,
2: like, play, like, there's a stage at the center, and then they'll, like, go to, like, section 222 for, like, two songs. And, like, all those people around there get, like, super excited because you get, like, to be closer to them for two songs. But so I had been crying the entire time. Um... And like the ever since I was the youngest, people just started like passing me up. They're like, "Get her there," because I was like kind of close to the section. People were just like passing me forward. I had a friend who was like left behind. Like they, like I was just, like, "I've got to go, Olivia," and they like pushed me, and I was like Poor on Olivia. the fence between me and Chris Martin, and I just like was crying and trying to like sit, say lyrics at him, but also just like very, very emotional.
4: I love you, Chris Martin.
2: Yeah, and at this time, I thought I was too cool for them, but obviously.
4: Obviously Never wrong. is true. I'm sure if I saw Rise Against right now, I would not be too cool by a long shot. No. no. So what song did you want to play, Kelly? Um So, it was really hard for me to pick a song because they're all so good. And the one I'm going to pick is The Dirt Whispered.
2: Got it. Here we go, Rise Against. Also, this is a not like this is also very varied from the other songs yeah, we've artists albums we've chosen. Okay, this album. Let's go. A giant melting like. pot of formation. <laughs> she got down
4: on hands and knees, one ear against the crowd, holding her breath to hear something, but the dirt made not a sound.
3: Well, so um, that actually, speaking of angst, that kind of reminded me of this song um, called Last Resort by Papa Roach, which apparently was also a hit here in the U.S. or something. Papa
4: Roach, what a name! (laughs) I saw Papa Roach. That that Uh, album has
1: roaches on it, too. It's like gross.
4: I think it was that same radio station I was talking about. Every summer they would have, they called it Jamboree. And uh, Papa Roach was there, I think, like Three Days Grace.
3: Oh yeah, uh, That's crazy. yeah. yeah my, so for some reason, like that became really popular at my mm-hmm. middle school, which was well, it was actually K through twelve. But um, what's funny about that is that it was just as YouTube was starting out, and so me and my friends we would go on YouTube and watch a bunch of like they're called <laughs> they're called AMVs, which stands for anime music video. So it's like an anime, like uh, I don't know, like collage. Or they whatever, and now. then it was like, like a fake music video for Papa Roach's Last Resort. <laughs> yes. And so, and for some reason, that became like viral, at least among, not even just like my friend group or anything, but like the whole grade. Uh, and so, that, for some reason, that's a very strong memory because it was that was like my first YouTube video, I think. Mine was a Numa Numa dance.
2: Mm. <laughs> wow. Stop. All right, Jimmy Kemper. Oh, okay. Well, um, so.
0: God, I was not cool in middle school or high school. Like, I, 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 don't, I didn't have any. Were any of us cool? Anime
3: music videos <laughs> are not, not my definition of cool. Of
5: cool. <laughs> okay, but, like,
0: your case are like, so, like, I did not listen to, like, pa- pop or rap or anything in high school. Like, during our junior prom, Kanye West Stronger came on, like, the, like, playlist, mm-hmm. and, like, I started, like, freaking out because I, I was, like, someone remix, Daft Punk. That is so cool. <laughs> and like I, I, and yeah. I, and you like, were cool, Jimmy. Yeah, that's Come on, cool, that's cool, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. That's and really like cool. my date like looked at me like do you, do do you know who Kanye is? And like, I'm like I'm <laughs> and like And look
2: where we are today. He owns <laughs> the most Kanye merch of anyone. Kanye
0: who And so I guess for me, like my string of music like stems back like the big album was Nirvana's Nevermind and everything for mm. my taste like stems for that. But we've already talked about Nevermind. So the other really sure. big album for me at the age of fourteen was muses the resistance
5: yes, Oh, no. this was my other favorite band. Oh, oh, my God. God. Wait, which
3: one is that? Is that the one with the little
1: colors? Is that, yeah,
5: the is, one with like Yeah, is that's
1: Starlight on Light. that one. <laughs> song's cool. I no, like that. Star- no, this is one with like Uprising the Resistance <laughs> yeah. and the really crazy oh, like NKLT. Uh, Starlight. Like
4: Star- sure Starlight was one before that.
0: That Starlight was Wh- Which is the one like, with a with like- a horse? This was like the one when like Muse started going bad, apparently. Like once I started like listening to older Muse stuff, I was like, oh, this is not good. But like when I was like 14, this album was crazy. It was like so deep. It's like they're like, you know, he's like referencing like 1984. And I'm like, oh, this is so deep. Literary reference. This is so
2: much better than 1985 a, they're by good, they're, like, a good starting
0: <laughs> And like I just thought like <laughs> this, man is a, this man is a genius. Why don't more people know about this genius? Because like everyone like at 14 Rocky was Valley. like. Yeah, like and like everyone at fourteen was like listening to like Blink One Eighty Two because there's this one girl in the grade who like Blink One Eighty Two and she was the attractive girl, so four or five different guys. Blink 182.
1: Wait, this is
2: the this is just gender swapped from my yeah, story. Yeah, from your story. Yeah, but
0: it's like okay, so I went to high school. It was like like fifty people total, so four or five guys were into this girl. That's about twenty percent of my like grades worth of guys. Good, so,
1: but singing. What's my age again?
0: Yeah. And so I was just like, no, I'm too cool for you guys. I have Matthew Bellamy and, and Muse. So,
1: Muse but, is like the, the the perfect starter band for mm-hmm. someone that's like trying to get into music at that age. I feel mm-hmm. like like Muse is one of those band that's like they're like a entry drug, you know?
0: Yeah, and like you know, like they did like all the crazy guitar solos, and he like tried being innovative. Like I mean, you know, now that it's like I, I mean, it's kind of like dorky now. Like I, I mean, I'd probably still dork out at a concert the same way like you know uh, Kelly Wood with Rise Against. But like,
4: no, I would with Muse too.
0: <laughs> but this was this was fantastic for me, and you know I found it like the other day in my car. My car's kind of weird because it's from 2006, so it's that Ooh, era after time. tape decks but before aux Chords. <laughs> so the only music you can play in my car is CDs. So I still have all my CDs from like '14 on, and that's one of the ones in there. And I was like, oh, cool. But anyway, so I guess you know, really, the only song to play is the one that got me hooked on Muse, and that is uh, "Uprising."
2: Sweet. Here we go.
1: Paranoia is in bloom. The A transmissions will resume.
0: I try to push. Try to keep us all down and and hope that we will never see the truth around. Another promise. Another scene. Another a
3: package. Like to keep us. I ever even said that because I think I, I was talking about Skrillex, but to be clear, the formative album was Scary Monsters and Nice sprites yeah, EP. I don't know if okay. I even said that.
2: It was a single album. Yeah, just yeah.
0: by the way. a
3: single album. Like, it's just like,
0: you know, the
2: idea the of, entity. Yeah, it's
5: formative. It's yeah. A, it's a lifestyle.
1: The end.
4: <laughs>
1: All right, last but not least is me, Adam. <laughs> So I, I guess like a lot of you, um, well, some like Jimmy, like I didn't have an older brother or like a cool neighbor that would like pass down music. So like most, and my, my parents are into some like cool stuff, but it, I, there wasn't a good pass of music there either. So I found a lot of like music growing up. Well, at first I found the band, the formative band i would talking about is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which like from ages like 12 to like 16, I would have said it was my favorite band. Um, and still have a, a soft spot for them And I think the album I think I think the album's probably going to be Californication Just because of there's a few singles on that um, That really like changed my perspective on, on, a, on a band And sort of formed like an archetype For like really loving an act Like before that I didn't really have any big allegiances And then once I like really Dug that music They sort of became like my band That I could like be after And then that sort of way of really like enjoying a band And in like and you know more than just like the music of it sort of uh something i guess i've carried with me so in more than one way it's a, a formative band but i think that album also it also it had the hard like rock edges that i needed to like reassure myself that i was cool back then you know it's still like a rock album but it had such nice pop hooks and like such like you know interesting you just like freaking out on the bass and songs like scar tissue that are like bona fide like golden pop hits and so i think they showed me also that like you can like rock bands um but you know they don't like they don't necessarily have to be too too heavy they can also have that nice pop side and um i think they Red right out to kind of saved me from that like like kelly like that that like emo sort of like warp tour phase i think they kind of showed that like you, that that doesn't necessarily have to be like that's not really necessarily rock music so um yeah, Red Hat super formative and super good and still like this album a lot. So why don't we try road tripping? Because everyone knows yeah. uh, Californication is scar tissue, but this song in particular um, showed also like you have a softer side to a rock album. Road tripping with
4: my two favorites. away. Let's go get lost anywhere in the USA. Let's go get lost. Let's go get lost. Blue you yes, sit so pretty west of the one. Sparkle like with yellow icing, just a mirror for the sun. Just a mirror for the sun.
2: We were just discussing uh, different hair colors that blunder, apparently we had.
1: The blunder years of Yeah, there. <laughs> oh, it
2: was Kelly. The, top the
4: bottom half, not the two sides, Oh, on I, side thought two like, sides. Alexia, I thought it was two sides. I thought it was Yeah, it two wasn't sides. Sia. It was just top and bottom. It was, like, pretty basic. Like a fade? Um, at the the time.
1: What is it called? A s- like ombre? Ombre. Ombre. No, ombre. No, 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 ombre. No, no, no,
4: not, not that. That, that bottom. It was, like, underneath.
1: Ah, was, like, oh. Like, this
4: is black. And this is
1: that better or worse? In real, Wait, so
0: blonde on top, black on the bottom?
4: Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: And and it's funny, like we're talking about that like pop punk era. I think I saw Skrillex in his emo band play a, a show. Really? A no way. Yeah, I was like into that band a little bit back in the day because because were they actually known? Like not. So what happened was this is literally this is like a funny story. So like when I was little, not little, maybe like twelve. I, like I asked for concert tickets for my birthday for my parents, but I didn't ask, I didn't say what concert, just like general hmm. concert tickets, and so they got this this ticket to the show called bamboozle it was like a festival mm-hmm. but it was like it was like an offshoot of the warp tour and it had like all of those bands and so i methodically went through the the lineup. the literally li- there was like probably 100 bands i went through them on like itunes and like would listen to them and see which ones i liked because i didn't know i didn't know most of them and i came across like skrillex's like little emo band and i think i saw them huh so, but you don't remember no they, all that music is so similar that yeah. they all just bend <laughs> that makes sense
2: very
5: cool. Heavy power oh, yeah. Speaking of gonna, speaking of good finds, we're <laughs> talking about that. Uh, my first, like, cool concert that I went to in a small venue was uh, Young the Giant. Ooh. Ooh yeah. yeah. But get this. Uh, the opening act, nobody knew who the hell they were back then. Uh, can I say that? Uh, nobody knew who they were back then, but it was Walk the Moon.
2: Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Wait. Dang. You've told me this. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah.
5: <laughs> So I'm like, wow, these guys are like really good and they just blew Young the Giant off the stage. And like the next day at school I bought a Young the Giant T shirt and wore it in and my classmates were just ripping into me. They're like, Nobody knows who that is. What are you doing? Get out of here. Listen to rap music or something.
2: What? Wait, Walk the Moon is like formative for me too because yeah. they're from Cincinnati and used to play free concerts at the zoo, and so like all the kids from our high school used to go and they'd give you like face paint and stuff to wow. Oh,
3: uh, for a li- like a little lion face paint or no,
2: like it was like just like it was like different colors and you like put it on, <laughs> put it on like no no tribal face paint podcast. Oh, all right, yes. yeah. So this was uh. Our episode of SceneCast, which has yet to be titled, probably to be something
1: formative cast.
2: Yes, yeah, it's like so, that's like sounds Formation so horrible. Cast. That Formation sounds like cast. you broke that your bones good. while you were young. Awesome. You yeah. set them, you <laughs> set them. Um, Broken
1: bones cast. But yeah, Formation thanks for joining
2: charity. us. Um, and we're gonna tease our next episode. I think we're gonna be talking about um, songs that ruin your day. So we'll be talking oh, about the songs oh. that ruin our day and also um, yes. not playing them, but maybe playing them and ruining your day with Hold what it? we talk about. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Anything it's
1: be able it's able just the, the same that. songs from this show.
2: The <laughs> we,
1: yeah. It's just Papa Roach.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See ya.